0: Hello, I'm Rob Rigo. Welcome to the second episode of Excuse Me History, where Joe and I explore people, places, and events that make up our crazy human story. Again, I apologize for the quality of this intro. Uh, I'm out of town a few weeks longer, but I promise it will get better soon uh, when I get back uh, to make this easier, I also am recording this by myself. Uh, Joe Barton is uh, will be here again soon, uh, and he's doing great in New York. Uh, thanks again, guys, for the feedback on the first episode. Please continue to email us with any questions or feedback at excusemehistory at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Joe Barhan. welcome.
0: Hello. Uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you, Rob? I'm doing good. Uh, what podcast is this again? It's Kumi
2: History. E-
1: e- Gumi.
0: It's Kumi. Uh, excuse me, History. Excuse I, me, History. This podcast is all about uh, history in a funny way, told by some guys who don't know a whole lot of things. <laughs> we don't know a lot about history or being funny. Joe- <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Joe knows a, a lot about history uh what do you know about rob i know uh, i'm learning <laughs> this is this is a, this is about me going on the journey with the listeners Oh the journey uh, and uh y- you know you have a, a little bit of a better grasp but what uh what we're doing today uh we neither of us have any grasp on but no, but you neither do you guys unless you <laughs> unless you are Dominican and I actually talked to like uh, people from the Dominican Republic uh and then they're like oh yeah I've like heard of like some of them are are good with their history I mean, but it's the same
2: thing as Americans Oh, like, for sure yeah you know, like we most people don't I mean most Americans we don't know <laughs> our own history so it's a good learning experience for everyone and yeah this is uh this this subject is a little outside my Wheelhouse, but we're we're talking about. Uh, Isn't that fun though? Isn't that yeah. why, why we do it? Yeah, we're we're broadening our horizons. Ooh,
0: the horizon, <laughs> Dominican Republic, where the sun the sun empire never, where the sun never set. That's yeah. what they called it, right? I think so. Okay, <laughs> um, so we're doing we're but doing. They uh, said that in Spanish though. El <laughs> sol uh, nunca set. That's I, perfect. It, great. <laughs> um, All right, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll get started with it a little bit. Did you ever listen to any merengue music? They're the founders of the the merengue.
2: I like lemon meringue pie. Lemon meringue pie. (laughs) Is that the same thing? Nope, not the same thing at all.
0: Um, It's a dance. It's a a type of music, and they have a dance to it. They're very good. Uh, There was a comedian the other night, and I I forgot his name. Uh, It was a new bit he was working on, but I think it had some legs where he's basically trying to make a correlation between – uh corruption in government versus how well people dance. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and the, and uh Dominican Republic, great dancers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think that that theory holds a little up. Little spotty history. Little spotty. Um <laughs> it's and it's not it's not their fault. As it is with all of us, we are, uh, you know, as I read about history, we're all on like a wave. And you know, we can, you know, there's people and events that kind of push things one way or another, but uh a lot of us get swept up in momentum, even these guys who are super powerful and probably could stop things from happening. But I mean, even them, even this guy, uh, Trujillo, who we're going to talk about today, the dictator of uh, uh Dominican Republic. And I would argue, probably one of the most complete dictators ever.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, what I found interesting, and, you know, we've talked about a few things in our podcast and about, you know, really. Uh, Important leaders, people who who, who, who uh, <clears throat> had a lot of power, who who got there. I, I find the thing about Trujillo that I found the most interesting was that he just this is some random guy. Like I, I think those are really interesting. These guys who don't come from uh, privileged backgrounds. Well, yeah, like are, Hitler was that. Hitler was that. There are a lot of. I think there are a lot of great examples of common people who just through weird circumstance kind of ended up. Moving in this direction where they came to power, and I mean obviously we 'll get into that with the podcast today, but i it 's just fascinating how this guy who just came from out of nowhere, ended up being one of the most brutal dictators uh, in the history of the world, uh, let alone uh, the, in in the Caribbean interesting, I think the other funny thing about uh, Trujillo is he 's on one side of the island on the other side of the island got another one of the other horrible dictators of human history, Papa Doc. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Doc. Papa Doc over in Haiti. You know, <laughs> Tell us about him. <laughs> didn't have a didn't have a fun twentieth century over in Hispaniola.
0: But I mean, yeah. So, so uh, all right, yeah. So Hispaniola—that's the name of that island. Who gave it that name? Oh, oh, uh, the the, the, the natives—they the call it that. Yeah, Hispaniola. <laughs> uh, but the guy who founded it, because uh, it, <laughs> <Island>, it, <was laughs> it, it, it was lost island, was wandering in the was lost in the wilderness. Uh, no one lived there at all. And then Christopher Colombo colombo christopher colombo
2: investigated came, <laughs> he came over yeah he investigated. He launched an investigation and they found hispaniola they found hispaniola was dis- uh, and uh, they found a million lost
0: taino native they people were,
2: the whole time these people were like where the fuck are we someone <laughs> come find us and so, christopher colombo's like I, hey guys i got you fam here we are uh <laughs> we and uh we're here to save you yep and that's what <laughs> that's what happened. Taíno people,
0: the descendants of the Arawak people, yeah.
2: Arawak something like that. I, I was having trouble kind of discerning the difference, but there are two groups of people related to each other, uh, people who inhabited the Caribbean islands, and they're not just on Hispaniola, but they're all over. Yes,
0: yes. In in Puerto Rico, they have a uh, they talk about the Taínos a lot there, so it's the same
2: same descendants or same people. Spoiler: They don't exist today. The Taíno people, no. although there are people. It's, it's I was reading. They were talking about how and uh, today the. I guess, it, or maybe 50 years ago or so, people started to try to reclaim kind of the the Taíno heritage and, yeah. and try to uh, go back more to uh, to a, a native, uh, at least. <laughs> celebrate native culture uh, in the caribbean islands and there there's some people in uh you know puerto rico or the dominican republic who do identify as uh spanish or Amerindians. indians
0: i've definitely i've definitely seen the i've definitely seen that in, at least in because I, I, I i've been to puerto rico a bunch of times because uh, i worked there and i have seen like a kind of a cultural uh, embracing of that of uh, that they try to you know they have a lot of taino you know, like days or something like that and they mm-hmm. dress up in the in the native garbs or whatever that's um, interesting but yeah so uh so yeah so the million people were on this island uh, i don't know too much <laughs> about what they were doing there uh but they lived pretty peacefully it seemed but they were strong you know a million people at that time is a huge like compared like it's
2: compared to like a european power at that you know sure. in the, the spanish come over and and obviously uh the the native people probably they didn't Love that the Spanish were there uh, and the Spanish are largely able to conquer them uh, because of disease. I think when we, we, Oh yeah. That probably something like 95% of the people living on the Island die of disease within yeah, probably the first hundred, maybe, maybe, probably less than that hundred years on uh, of the Spanish occupation.
0: I read something that uh, one estimate is that after they got there because of work, forced labor, uh, smallpox and uh, just, Straight old killing. Straight old killing. Uh, they uh, it went from a million to five hundred people. Yeah. A million to five hundred people uh, survived that in the first like uh, you know couple years of the and uh, oh yeah, just the first couple years. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say Joe, you know two thousand people, which you don't. You barely know ten. Uh, <laughs> so let's say you did. And you even the those most, people
2: I don't talk to very
0: often. You were the most po- you were the most popular guy in the New York City and. To you knew two thousand people that would be like all but one of them dying, mm-hmm. which is insane um so then after they died uh and they had no more forced labor did they uh did they just go, all right, well, we'll do the work ourselves then
2: No, I think they were like they they had some more friends that they they knew uh, <laughs> they uh these guys from Africa, and they were like, "Hey, you wanna come work on our farms? We have yeah. these nice fun sugar farms. you're gonna like them."
0: We're not uh, trivializing, by the way, uh, slavery, obviously, <laughs> and uh, joking about it. It's just that uh, this story happens so much all the time throughout history that it's like it's so, it's crazy how awful it is. And it's like om- it's almost unbelievable that, you know, it happens again and, and again. Please, please no one mistake us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we obviously recognize that these are horrible human tragedies. Uh But they happened hundreds of years ago and uh, we're choosing to make light of them because, I mean, they're just so horrible. It's like, you know, what do you, yeah, it's, it's just so insane how, uh, how much suffering
0: uh, happened and, uh, in such a short amount of time and again and again.
2: It's yeah. So the, the Spanish will within a very short amount of time, most of the native population is wiped out and they'll start importing African slaves to, uh, replace the labor that they had lost, um, to go back to that thing about the disease, though, <clears throat> one of the things I was reading, they were talking about the disease and um, how it affects, I mean, all parts of the world. But one of the things is in these these tropical climates uh, in these areas, it's more likely that people are going to die from disease when they're in concentrated areas. And before the European um, colonization of the Americas not in all cases, but a lot of these people tended to uh, to live more in, more spread out. I mean, they, they there were large cities and in, uh, in Mexico city or you know in Mexico and a few other places. But for the most part, these people are living spread out, so disease uh, won't affect them as much. They're, they're native diseases, but then all of a sudden you have these guys coming in and then trying to capture these people and put them in concentrated areas, yeah. and the diseases are more likely to spread. And they're also being mistreated and and uh, living in pre- Terrible conditions, so their chances of surviving uh, going to be even lower. Uh, and so, yeah, within a few years, most of them are dead, and they're going to bring in Africans to, to make up for the labor force. And the Spanish will occupy the island. You know, we're talking about 1492. They land there. Uh, and by, I think, 1500, they pretty much have control of the island totally. Um, and then we'll continue to be there for about the next 300 years.
0: Yeah, it becomes a big... Uh, and we talked about pirates last time. Uh, yes. So the island of Hispaniola was a huge uh, pirate hub, especially uh, Santa Domingo, which is the capital today yes. of uh, the Dominican Republic. Um, was it... Uh, was it bigger? What was the what was the biggest spot there? I forget. What was like in the Caribbean? What was the biggest hub for?
2: Um, well, the, the, in the Caribbean, the the major thing is going to be uh, the the Spanish Main. So that's the northern coast of South America. Okay. But then the, the other big parts are going to be uh, Cuba, the you know uh, Hispaniola, and then the the tiny islands uh, that the the English and the French will start to settle. Will also like the. Um, what are we talking about the virgin about? islands or the bahamas or oh yeah all that uh nassau and uh, all those islands but yeah uh, definitely pirate hotspots, spots and especially because they're spanish settlements uh all the enemies of spain which are many and yep. various times uh they'll be subject to pirate raids over over years and such
0: so it's pirate raids and then uh, why are the uh, wh- these are becoming big important places to the colonies uh, I mean there's not really a ton of gold and silver on Hispaniola or they don't find that there but it's sugar cane. is there big thing. yeah tobacco. sugar cane,
2: tobacco yeah those are going to be the main exports um, tobacco very important uh, especially I mean we Talked a little bit about it in the, in the Jefferson episode. Jefferson was a tobacco farmer. The tobacco that the Virginians will be planting, they, they're they getting that from the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, so getting they, that good stuff. They got that good stuff down in the Caribbean. And the Spanish have like a stranglehold on the tobacco market. Uh, and same with sugar. I mean, sugar grows in those tropical climates. Um, and very And both of these things are very dangerous, very unpleasant jobs to be doing. Uh, tobacco is a very labor intensive plant. Uh, oh, yeah. you, it takes uh, a lot of, uh Time and effort to kill all of the bugs, especially if you're not using pesticides. Uh, and then the same thing goes with sugarcane. Sugarcane fields tend to be very just dangerous to work in, uh, like very tall Because you get all that
0: sugar on your teeth yeah. and you get cavities. <laughs> you got a lot
2: of cavities. Uh, you know, these guys, uh, you're eating sugar all day. What, yeah. you, what do you expect?
0: Have you ever had sugarcane? Like straight straight old sugarcane? I don't think I have. Oh, man, it's uh, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, your teeth hurt
2: right away. You're like, oh, <laughs>
0: They're going to fall out.
2: Um, (laughs) a bit of floss tonight so then uh
0: then uh his the island of Hispaniola eventually becomes uh two places as uh
2: yeah so we should say the entire island is not controlled by spain uh they do for about a hundred years or so but eventually in the 1600s the french are going to come along and they're going to claim uh the left side of the island uh which uh eventually um the the island that you know they're calling it the entire island is called hispaniola but the major settlement um what's now the capital of the dominican republic today santo domingo that's what the spanish will call their side of the island is santo domingo and the french are going to call their side of the island san Domingue so basically the the french version Mm of that and this will continue colonial rule over the next hundred years or, or next couple hundred years uh and it's in the early 1800s, late 1700s, that we start to see some rumblings going on. A little bit of rumbling. A little bit of, uh, a little uncomfortableness, uh, some, uh, some mishaps going on. The, what, it, what it will happen is the, the Haitians, the, um, What will will become the Haitians are the black um, slaves and um, some free uh, blacks and mulattoes in Haiti, which will revolt against the French rule. Very complicated story. Won't go into too much detail. But eventually, by 1804, um, the (coughs) the Haitians will have overthrown French colonial rule.
0: And I think I read somewhere that they were the first like slave colony. It's the
2: first I think it's the first and I think arguably the only successful Slave revolt in human history where the slaves overthrew their oppressors and then created a, uh, their own state. And it was so successful. Like it was just never, no more problems <laughs> after that. Yeah, they, they, did,
0: they, uh, smooth sailing. smooth sailing, they weren't treated like, uh, they weren't ostracized by Everyone immediately yeah, as a black you know, you know, owned, like United- uh, colony and then fucked into, <laughs> like, uh, you know, poverty for, you know, generations.
2: Yeah. The United States, you know, when it happened, was very sympathetic because they were like, hey, we just had our own revolution. We're going to support you <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we there for you. We've been through that. Uh, no, the United States did not like it. They feared the Haitian Revolution, thought it would uh, incite uh, slave revolts. Um, Why were we were we doing? Were we doing that, too? Uh, Shh, don't we? We're, talking, oh, yeah, we're that. Uh, Yes, the United States did have slavery. Uh, in, in fact, Jefferson, pre- President Thomas Jefferson, uh, he was... The pre- man who never lied. The man who never lied. <laughs> <laughs> he, never, <laughs> he never lied. Uh, he never chopped down cherry
0: tree. Never chopped down cherry tree. Also had wooden teeth. Um, And uh, threw a quarter across <laughs> the Potomac.
2: That's oh, a river. That's <laughs> the Potomac. A, didn't, uh... Didn't George Washington maybe yeah, not do that. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, the j- Shenandoah River not definitely did not do that. It's a big river.
0: It's a huge river. I mean, maybe he found like a, a small, a little creek, a little creek, <laughs> a, tribu- a tributary. <laughs> I swam uh, the Raritan River uh, in New Jersey and uh, to New York. Just to say, I swam from New Jersey to New York. I picked a, a pretty narrow part of it. It was <laughs> a good way to comment. How long did it take you? It took a. it took like it's only like thirty, forty minutes. Oh, well, okay. I'm not a quick swimmer either. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, so and then everything else was good And now Putacana is a great spot to visit And go to the beach uh,
2: Alright, podcast all right. over this, is, this has been a uh, hey, tour- tourism advertisement <laughs> For Hispaniel. Uh No, the, the United States reacts very negatively To the Haitian Revolution uh, Jefferson didn't care for seeing uh, A lot of uh, dark people uh, Overthrowing their, their slave masters Violently killing all the white people uh, Envisioning such things happening uh, To Virginia so they're going to uh, pretty much uh, put sanctions against Haiti, which will—I mean—and so does every other so island. does everyone else. Everyone no one does. They they just we, ro- like just screw over everyone there, yeah. even after they like and uh so that's what's gonna happen there uh the the spanish on the other side of the island uh, they're also afraid of what's going on in haiti they're afraid of it spilling over into uh santo domingo some uh, either uh the haitians uh who are hiding in the mountains the, the haitian rebels coming over and, and inciting slave revolts in santo domingo or even um just a total takeover of the island or, or a or native uprising in santo domingo but uh well, we'll end up, that's sort of what ends up happening by um the 1820s there starts to be an independence movement in, in Santo Domingo and they will overthrow spanish colonial rule only but briefly they actually try to join gran colombia the uh the large uh pan uh latin latin american country that's been forming in south america started kind of by uh, uh bolivar and all those guys down in south america they don't and eventually the haitians do take over the entire island and they'll occupy it um, uh, for about 40 years I believe until uh, the Spanish will retake the island
0: that's about right yep 40 uh, 22 years
2: Oh 22 years oh and then then the they there was a, the Spanish controlled it again for 20 years and then the uh, Dominicans will overthrow them again uh, and then by the late 1800s they have uh, their own independent rule. am I getting that right yep by
0: uh, yep by uh, uh, 1844. Uh, it is the San Domingo declares its independence and becomes the Dominican Republic. Um, and then...
2: And it was smooth sailing ever since.
0: And then and they, uh, it was returned to Spanish rule. Oh, God. Right, uh, and then 61. Okay, 61. But then it was back to uh, Dominican Republic after a revolt. And then the second... Uh, Dominican Republic is proclaimed in 1865 and we lived happily ever after. after ever after so what do we start doing what is you know what we got a brand new country here you know it's like uh you know when your when your son wants a car you you give him you you give him the best car immediately you give you take out a loan yeah and you buy him um a brand new bmw uh, the top of the line, something that's going to go very fast. Something's going to go very fast. Something that a seventeen-year-old is clearly ready and willing to take care of properly, um, and not uh, smoke alcohol in the back seat, oh, smoke, and, smoking uh, alcohol, drinking alcohol, drinking like drugs. Whatever the kids are doing, <laughs> just racing down to the high school to. Anyway, um, they, <laughs> Rob, did you, have you ever owned a car? No, <laughs> never, I was never. I'm not a cool person. Uh, <laughs> I owned a Hyundai Accent, and that Ooh.
2: car was cool. <laughs> I bet. Pretty sure. Pretty a, sure it was. Did you get good gas mileage? i oh, got great gas mileage.
0: Um, but yeah, so they do, they did not take good care of their brand new car uh, when they got their country. Uh, and it was not, you know, it was because they were usually when like a uh When a European colony loses control of a colony, they're not like, well, let's have a nice transition period where we help you establish, uh, you know, we'll wean you off nice and slow and set you up right. Did not happen as it usually does. (laughs) And they, uh, you know, just a lot of bad decision. Corruption runs rampant. They start doing a a lot of bad loans, uh, especially against the United States.
2: Yeah. And the United States, as we'll see over the 20th century, the United States has quite a bit of involvement in the Dominican Republic and Haiti as well. When we look back at it, it's pretty obvious why it is that this country struggled for so long. You have a brutal occupation for hundreds of years. And then after several violent revolutions, they finally get independence. Uh, but like, as you know, many other former colonial countries that we've seen happen, they, they end up under the leadership of strongmen, under dictators. Yeah. Uh, and or people or people who are just kind of generally corrupt, uh.
0: and 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 like I mean like that's like the thing you gotta yeah I have empathy for even the dictators not that you know obviously the Trujillo is probably one of the worst men ever in history but. He is a a person like him happens in that environment that happens because you have been uh, screwed over for so long uh, by so many different people. You take what's yours and that is becomes a culture. You take anything you can get and, uh, you know, uh, having strong sense of morality and uh, civic service and and and. C- and sacrifice to people other than yourself is not, you know, you can't, there's, that, that is a luxury you cannot afford when you are fighting to survive every day of your
2: life and your, and your parents and their parents have done the same thing. P- people want stability. Yeah. Um, and, and we've seen so many times in history, uh, Terrible leaders come along and people buy into it because they believe that that leader will offer them some sort of stability. Or uh, I got that nice stable government. But what are you looking for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you looking you're, for stability I, or freedom? I, I mean, I like some stability. Oh, you want stability?
0: Because uh, I got, I got you stability. You just need to, you just need to sign over your, your freedom.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happens. I mean, we're.
1: We're doing that now no, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
2: But no I mean what What ends up happening uh, And, and we'll, we'll get into The details of Is uh, a, Yeah A stable government But uh, Only Only so Because they're Brutally uh, Suppressing the opposition uh, And creating and, A single party rule For about A 40 year period Yeah
0: mm-hmm. And what people Don't know either Is that like Even this This time period Like before You know The American invasion And Even during the American invasion, there is like the Dominican Republic is almost an unrecognizable place compared to what it is today. Kind of like Afghanistan was in like before the Russian war. I forget what it's called. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, But uh, the war with Russia in the uh, 80s and uh, whatever. 70s. Uh, What?
2: Like, yeah. Seventies. Uh, yeah.
0: Anyway, in the seventies, uh, like, but but yeah. So those were places that, like Afghanistan was actually uh, quite a liberal place, and there was a lot of culture and art. Same thing with uh, the Dominican Republic. There was a lot of you know there was a lot of uh, doctors and schools there, and 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 engineering. Uh, uh, and just struck like the the country was getting built up and there was a nice a healthy middle class and it was uh it was starting to show promise. Um now yes yeah, there was a, still a lot of corrupt leaders at the time. Uh, there's
2: also a lot of uh economic disparity.
0: A lot of economic disparity uh and and it's growing and then you know the we're ta- there's ta- they're taking out loans from the United States that they're not uh, paying back, they're bad loans and uh, in the United
2: States they're you know they're they're gonna give you good trade deals, right? Yeah, they're we're, gonna, gonna, we're gonna you know pay a, a fair money for that. I mean, all men are created equal, as we said, right. and uh, um, so we are sending them you know a fair amount of money for uh, for what they're sending. And us we're back. vetting
0: and we're vetting the governments that's borrowing, so yeah. we're gonna make sure that they're uh, you know have a good credit score and uh, are gonna pay us back anyway. So they uh, they we're gonna defo- they're gonna default. They're gonna tra- they're about to default on loans, and America's not gonna have that. So in nineteen uh, uh, 16 uh we send or wait uh did i get that right yeah 1916 16 yeah
2: uh they uh, well there's was a <clears throat> uh, the the government into the dominican republic there was um uh an overthrow of the government or attempted overthrow of the government um and then the united states will intervene and in, kind of use that as an excuse to intervene in the dominican republic um and will Occupy the island for about eight years so 1916 to 1924 uh, About a thousand <clears throat> Or so marines will land on the island And Try
0: to restore order Totally to- legal, Nothing questionable about <laughs> that Every American signed off on
2: it There's well, not <laughs> Well we uh, You know the, So the, I mean, that goes back to The the Monroe Doctrine So the Back in the President Monroe He says Hey Britain Back off The western hemisphere Is not yours And then It's ours <laughs> it's, it's ours <laughs> <laughs> By not yours We mean it's ours <laughs> uh, They don't have their own freedom yeah. <laughs> Without, We control <laughs> yeah, them yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Theodore Roosevelt uh, Who was president Just before this this time he will add the Roosevelt corollary to the Monroe doctrine saying the United States has the right to uh, intervene in the affairs of our, our many neighbors to the South. Hell yeah. We going in with guns. We going in with guns. Uh, and that's what we—that's what we've been doing uh, for the last uh, hundred years or so. Uh, and that's what we did in 1916. We will uh, during World War One. So this is while World War One is happening. Yeah. We uh, send about a thousand troops <laughs> down to the Dominican Republic.
1: over uh, here for the the army.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> where, where, where do you? I got my gun. I got my boots. Where, where's this boat going to? Yeah, hey, you- we're going. To, we're going. To, we're going to France. We're going to Germany. Where are we going? We're going
2: to uh, the Dominican Republic. Uh, uh, is
1: it? Is that where the the Schlieffen Plan is? Where the- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at. The, I'm not gonna
2: this. <laughs> <You> wanna <laughs>
1: reverse it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey,
2: so uh, are we going over to uh, to Europe to fight with all those trenches and uh, the tanks and the and the and the gas and the explosions? No,
0: oh, the- no, you're going somewhere much more uh, American. Uh, and uh, in it, line is, with our interests. Is and, it cold where we're going? Oh no, it's gonna be nice and warm. You're gonna get a nice coconut. You are gonna, oh, you gonna. It's and it's the fighting gonna be easy.
2: Oh wow, are, are we we're fighting against like the best trained armies in the world, nope. like Germany, right? No, nope. remember
0: how uh remember how uh you know we won the American Revolution uh and uh, the English colony. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> that that happened. Uh, and then England was a place, and they colonized a bunch of things uh we, we're not gonna do that but it's it's gonna be pretty similar oh okay like you're gonna, it's, you're gonna we're gonna colonize them
1: great as long as I have to go fight in Europe <laughs> <I'm
0: down. laughs> you will uh actually I mean to be fair that would be great. Honestly, like if like oh, I, yeah. like if I, if I joined, if I joined the Marines and then I found out I was going to the DR, I'd be like,
1: fuck yeah. <laughs> <that>
2: was- <laughs> to chill on a beach yeah. while, uh, easy. There's no, there's on, no, while a million of your, of your friends and neighbors are going to die oh, in my the God. trenches in France
0: Getting yeah, dysentery mm. and, in, you know, uh, in, I can't even think of a, a, I mean, <laughs> a, the, a French battlefield. What is it? Uh, the, the the Psalms? Yeah, Psalms? That's that was one. We that got one. That's uh, one. What's the Verdun? Verdun? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the
2: uh, United States is in that one, but uh, no, I don't think so. I think that was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing that happened to you in the Dominican Republic <sighs> is you got a sunburn.
0: <laughs> you come back, get your your purple heart.
2: <laughs> I sure hey, my skin was peeling. <laughs> <My> skin.
0: <laughs> one time, I ordered a mai tai, and they used rum instead of whiskey. Actually, not used. Reverse of that. Reverse of that. (laughs) I don't know how to make drinks or read history, Um, but we're learning. Um, We're learning. So, in the Dominican Republic, they uh, they take uh, they're controlling it, um, and they, I mean, obviously it's it's a double edged sword, but they do some. They do bring stability to the area.
2: Which, as, as the United, you know, which, that's what we do. We yeah. bring
0: stability to the world. <laughs> we're going to bring in some of that uh, stability, uh, lack of freedom, uh, more stability. We're, we're here to bring you freedom and democracy, and we're going to give it to you with bullets. We're going to give it to you with bullets. <laughs> um, so then what happens that, uh, what 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 makes the U.S. go away?
2: Uh, well, eventually just the Americans. I mean, we, I mean, obviously World War One ends, and the United States is just kind of, we're trying to spend less money we're, we, we get more isolationists in the years after world war one, yeah, people started asking questions. We are like, Hey, why are we, why are, why do we have thousands of soldiers, uh, in this Island that most of us have never heard of before. Uh, and so eventually we'll, in the occupation we'll put in, um, uh, a president that we like. Um, and that will last for a few years. That's in 1924, we leave. Um, and then, uh, it. So we're we're not quite to Trujillo. He's still he's alive right now. He's, he's alive.
0: He so he he joined. He was trained by the U.S. military. Like
2: he joined yeah. some kind of thing. Um, we've never done that before, right? No, we've never uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've never trained our our uh, number one enemy. <laughs> yeah,
0: not Ho Chi Minh or, or, in, or in all, Whatever. I'll blah blah blah, <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> uh, No, but yeah. So uh, we trained him. He was a, like a tele telegram.
2: That was, yeah, his first job was a telegraph operator, and then he loses that job, and then he ends up just kind of as a gang leader. Yeah. That was what he was doing when the United States occupies the island. Uh, And then he joins the military. Uh, Boss,
1: I'm I'm trying to be good at my telegraph job, but it's just so hard to send all these telegraphs. (laughs) (laughs) I just like every time I I said the telegraph, I just, I only see here some beeps. And uh, and that's it. And I never get the message.
2: Well, Raphael, maybe you're not cut out for this. Maybe you, maybe there's some other line of work for you. You ever think about joining the military? Well. I- what about like a
1: like a local very small military like not even like a military like just a group of boys
2: <laughs> in the street? Okay, and but uh, and uh, and when you're you're keeping law and order. You're you know. oh well,
1: you know we, we're militaristic.
2: Oh, you're mil- okay, and so you're you're uh, you're fighting the bad guys though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: semantics.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a big word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, I
1: learned it. Uh, I, that was <laughs> that was uh, it's in Telegraph Talk. That's beep beep
2: squeakity beep <laughs> beep squeak yeah see i don't think <laughs> that, that that's not what that means so I, I i don't <laughs> think this job is for you Rafael. <laughs> but this this uh this small military on the street thing right. that seems to be your thing
0: so strong he joins a small military on the street and uh he does he does well <laughs> military,
2: <in the> <laughs> military on the street military on the
0: street uh, uh, anyway, so he he becomes uh, this guy of the streets. He's doing he's making money, uh, doing illegal activities, and he works his way up to uh, the police force which is a totally legit police force, not overstepping bounds in the slightest. From there, he starts as like a sergeant or something. Yeah,
2: he starts as a sergeant. Within nine years, he's a general. (laughs) Typical
0: promotion. (laughs) That's that's the career path most.
2: (laughs) Yeah, when you join the Army, they're like, you know, see the world, and uh, become a general in nine years. You've been here for, you know, (laughs) The
0: lifespan of one car. You're ready to <laughs> leave everything.
2: Um, yeah, it's a uh,
0: what well, well, you might call that a meteoric <laughs> rise. A meteoric rise. Yeah, he was uh, Kevin Hart of <laughs> the Secret Police. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I think Trujillo
2: should host the Oscars. I, I agree.
0: Um, his like coming into power was was funny because he. Um, he sees like the rebellion.
2: Yeah. So he's, he's a general and that's when he, the, rebe- uh, rebellion happens. I mean, the, 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 president is, uh, corrupt again, you know, not, not a good guy. Yep. Uh, and so a, a, a new rebellion will, uh, start to develop. Uh, and he, no, see, yeah, he sees it coming. Um, yep. and, he, and he talks to the rebellion leader and they make a deal so and yeah. he's like,
0: Hey, you come here, you, you try to join the rebellion, Raphael? Uh, okay what, what's it for me listen you just gotta like all right so we're gonna come by with like 300 guys. Okay. 300 guys. And you, as general of the army, I know you're like 25 right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, well-respected general, uh, the ripe age. I used to be
2: like a teenage gang leader. Yeah. Look where <laughs> I am
0: now. I mean, uh, that little the little army that you had in the streets. Um, yeah, so we're going to come by with like 300 guys and take the president from his bed and remove him into the streets. Yeah. And uh, you don't want my guy, you want
2: my guys standing down, and
0: I want you guys just like you know, maybe uh, calling sick that day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The entire army is not gonna be able to come in today on account of I got the sniffles,
0: yeah. So it's literally it is is comedic, like because they do march on the capital, uh, and the president calls Trujillo his loyal general with nine years of experience, (laughs) (laughs) and uh. He's like, Trujillo, they're coming. Amass the army that you are leading as general. You got guns and and tanks. Yeah. I gave you that job for a reason. And Trujillo's like, ah, you know, I would. (laughs) 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 I would, I really would. I would love, I. My yeah, let me get back to you. Uh, All right, yeah.
2: let, I, let me let's see, let's let it shake out. Just
0: and and my phone's uh, like the it's not getting a good signal. Because if you could just text,
2: I, I don't know where you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for, if you could telegraph me, I, uh, I used to be a telegraph operator. <laughs> I'm, I'm capable. Of that. <laughs> just uh, so they yes, this this rebel group marches into the capital. Um, and let's, let's talk, the deal they, stri- they strike is interesting. So the, the, he said, "I could run
0: for president." Yeah. So the guy, which who, is the, that's the, yeah, the guy, that weird.
2: the guy who's leading the rebellion. He's like, I, "I I will be president, and if you stand down, the next election, you can run for president." <laughs> uh, which <laughs> I mean, yeah. What <laughs> I mean, I mean, it all works out for Trujillo in the end, but I don't know about that deal. Seems like. Uh, this other guy can turn the tables on him at any moment, but it doesn't work out that way. It seems, it seems like,
0: wait, what are you thinking? Like, what's like, what's the, what's the plan? Like, he, did he think he was going to lose or is he just ready, ready to like, you know, run? He's like, ah, yeah, you could run against me. You're not yeah, going to win,
2: I, I, but I'm, it's curious to know what both of their motivations are. I, my, my only guess is that Trujillo being the military leader feels confident that because he has the support of the military, that, that a sh- he's going to win. Yeah, that even yeah, even if he's not the president, he will still have the most power because he's got the guy. He's got the most guns. That's right. Um, and so yeah, the rebel group will come in, uh, overthrow the president, uh, instill a new president uh, who will take power, and then they'll, they'll hold another election. I think it's two years after he takes power. So we're talking about a people who I mean, a people in uneducated, largely uneducated, poor populace. Um, And then you have this guy who comes uh, along promising um, economic reforms. So Trujillo, yeah, he'll run for president uh, a couple years after. And wins by a
0: very... Realistic, ninety nine percent of the vote.
2: Yeah, and so like, why, and, and even, ima- and ima- why even? just, just hundred? He, he, he wins ninety nine percent of the vote, but ima- so I, I I don't know the the exact totals of the number of people. But let's just say there was five million people living in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, well, five point five million people cast ballots, and ninety nine percent of them uh, voted for Trujillo. So numbers don't quite add up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a little uh, a little little trickery, a little trickery going on uh, in in those ballot counting uh but basically, obviously as a uh, military dictator will be prone to do, he intimidates all of his his rivals and uh, all of the political opposition uh so most people who would have run drop out and it's he, yeah it's very clear that they're not there's no, no chance uh yeah so he will uh trujillo will end up uh, sweeping the election uh and his, the Rafael Estre- estrella, estrella- urinia. Uh, this uh, urania he's the guy who leads the rebellion uh in uh in 1930 he'll act as president for several months and then he'll serve as the vice president for trujillo so even even though he's like he gives up the presidency Trujillo runs as president that guy will run as his vice president which i think is weird like that's such a weird deal to me they're like hey i'm gonna take over the government i'll be president for like six months and then i'll let you be president like that, what? What does this guy get out of it? I don't know. I I, I suspect he must have thought he could control Trujillo. That, Maybe that, that, that there's probably both sides thinking that they're. Gonna I mean, Trujillo
0: is clearly a loyal guy after uh, you know, tra- being a, like. Being I mean, a traitor he support. I mean, he supported his
2: president. The guy he swore. Yeah. You know, he, he swore to uphold the constitution.
0: It's always the kind of guy you want. It's like it's like when you're when you're dating, uh, and uh, it you're with the girl and she's cheating on her boyfriend and then you get with her and start dating. It's always, that's always a good idea. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, uh, you know, that guy's going to remain loyal. She's yeah. Or,
0: yeah.
2: Um, one thing I forgot to say when
0: the, I, I remember reading about, um, the American occupation and, uh, they banned cockfighting there. And Ooh. they were very mad about that. Uh, they, so they hated all their, um, they brought in gumball machines and they were very upset about gumball
2: machines because of the, the cockfighting. Imagine band. like seeing, like walking down the street and seeing a gumball machine and then being angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I see a gumball machine and I'm like, oh, wow, what a nice little thing there. <laughs> and just, just like, oh, God. They took all
1: this delicious sugar <laughs> cane and put it colors on it. Um, it still hurts my teeth.
0: <laughs> so they, they hated the U.S. occupation, but they took it out and they're, they're, took out their anger in the only legal way they knew how, which was crushing us in baseball. Like they immediately <laughs> took, like America brought baseball down to the Dominican Republic and immediately just uh, destroyed us. Like, yeah, and, to, and to this day.
2: To, to this, yeah, to this day. I mean, disproportionately, Dominicans um, are, I mean, in, in in major league baseball, I mean they I think for I mean an island of like ten million people, I mean the percentage of Dominican baseball players is is crazy and like still growing and they yeah. like have the probably the best farm system like in the world oh, for yeah. baseball uh, other than the yeah, United States for baseball.
0: Do you um uh, have you seen the Key and Peel sketch, the slap ass one?
2: Yeah. That's the,
0: and he's like, I'm Dominican. He's
1: like, We're all Dominican <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and they didn't like uh pbr they brought pbr down the the Republic. oh Lake, and they, they, didn't they didn't like, like that uh, award-winning beverage it is an award-winning uh beverage it's not
2: well it's it, hilarious because i, I uh, live in a largely dominican neighborhood in brooklyn and pbr is uh one big, of the beverages of choice. yeah
0: well they finally <laughs> we came got around. him in the end <laughs> they finally came around um okay so let's talk about um so trujillo comes into power and uh so uh, one of the reasons we got into that, I wanted to uh, do this topic or at least kind of touch on it. Obviously, you know, there's so much more to be learned about Dominican history. But I, I and I think maybe you could agree with this, Joe. There's not a lot of stuff on Dominican history. I think I think a lot of people and, and this happens in a lot of countries and cultures that are uh, poor um, or uh, well. Sh- Countries that have been shitted on in sure. the past, but we just kind of ignore them and sweep them aside, and we don't give even much credence to their history.
2: Th- and, and we uh, recently, when we were, you know, we were doing research for this, we went to a bookstore and we were looking in uh, in the Latin American history section, and you can find books on Cuba and the a Cuban of Revolution. Of Cuba books, yep. You can find a lot of books on Haiti, so a lot of Haiti same books, island, yeah. Uh, yeah. but there's almost nothing written about the, the Dominican Republic, and even Trujillo, who's a, you know fairly well known. I had never heard of him. You hadn't heard of him? Okay. No. I, I I mean I I knew of him just I knew the name and I knew that he was the dictator of the Dominican Republic and that was about it. Okay. And, and and um yeah, that's really all I knew about him. I didn't know, you know, much about the you know how he came to power or, you know, why he managed to stay in power for so long, uh or even you know, just the the extent of what he was doing. Uh so he yeah, true. He, I, but it, it, it's it's interesting because the United States has such a close relationship to the Dominican Republic when he comes to power. I mean, we basically help let him stay in power. Uh, and to this day, I mean, the the Dominican Republic, <clears throat> we have such a I mean, in New York in particular, but the United States, we have such a large um, wave of immigration from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So it's interesting that how little we know about them and how little is written about their history, despite being fairly cl- closely related. Yes.
0: And being in a, an important culture, so it's like one of the largest in the Caribbean, um, yeah, it's the, it's
2: the second largest of the Caribbean islands. Only Cuba's largest or larger, and it's the most populated of the of all the islands. Yeah. so you yeah, Trujillo, he wins the presidency, overwhelming majority. You know, they they gave him a mandate. They're like, hey, we, you can do whatever you want. He was like, you have <laughs>
0: the support of the people, one hundred percent, one hundred
2: percent. <laughs> Except one guy, we love one, you, one guy was really angry. One, that one percent, <laughs> the one percent. Um, so yeah, so three and a half weeks after he uh becomes president, a major hurricane uh is going to hit uh the Dominican Republic. It's the 1930 hurricane of the Dominican Republic. It's before they were naming hurricanes. Mm. Um, in fact, well, do you want to name it? You want, yeah, let's give it a name. They call it a well, what would Trujillo name it? I think he would name it after himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would he do that? Hurricane Tree. Well, Why? Is mean, there any is there any precedent that he would kind of do that? I mean, after the hurricane uh, destroys the capital, he'll uh, clean it up and rename the city after him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay.
0: <laughs> hey, this guy's a uh, you know I just got here. He's a, he's uh, a humble
2: guy. True.
0: Like ima- imagine if like someone did that. Like imagine like um. Like, right after George Bush won the election, he'd like, All right, uh, Washington, D.C. is now uh, George
2: Bush. George Bush City. George Bush City. Imagine imagine if you like moved to a street and you started picking up trash and you're like, Hey, there's the name the street after me.
0: (laughs) You've been there for two weeks. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. This kind of uh, his ego is just
0: uh, a huge part of his uh, reign in the Dominican Republic. Like, every. thing is named Trujillo statues yeah. gold plated statues of his of himself go up in traditional you know just because he really wants to show that democracy is alive and well yeah. so he'll just rename everything And the end churches have to uh like even churches have on the church it'll say uh god in heaven Trujillo on earth like that yeah. <laughs> amen again a very humble man a very <laughs> humble man hashtag humble he took a lot of uh, mistresses a lot, lot of yeah. issues, uh, you know, and, um, so one of the reasons I got into uh, this, this, uh, uh, this subject um, was because I did read in a very uh, basic, basic fashion. Uh, I was, you know, I just out a Starbucks getting my caramel macchiato and I was reading a book because I'm so smart and literary. Uh, but I was reading, finally reading uh, The Brief and Wondrous of Life of Oscar Wow, which, uh, you know, is a fictional book, uh, but it has a lot of real history in it. And uh, if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. One of the one of the best books I, I've ever i ever read and i connected with that book really well because the main the narrator in the story actually uh you know ends up living in my hometown where i grew up so i grew up in this place in new jersey and i very much relate to that story we went to the same college as the guy did in the story um the friends like oscar wow like the 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 character um who the narrator describes i knew that guy like i knew, (laughs) knew him uh I knew that culture. I've I've been around that so much that I just I felt so strong about it. And then you know uh, the was author, there
2: was there a big Dominican presence like where you grew oh up? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. The
0: whole my the, my town was uh, like half and like almost half and half split between uh, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Uh, so I knew that culture so well, and I or, like I, I didn't know you know historically anything about them, but just you know you know going uh, over friends' house after school, like I would just. Uh, I just saw that a lot, so I knew. Uh, you yeah.
2: saw, you he saw, you kept seeing this picture of Trujillo, and you're like, "What? Is that your <laughs> like granddad or
0: something?" <laughs> no, no, no. But it, and,
2: and like in like the book, like
0: just kind of like the the machismo of like the the Dominican man, very you know, very suave, very uh, powerful, very um, you know. Whatever. So, but then I also like the main character in the story is this nerd, and he's like kind of conflicted between the two the two sides of like his his culture and and what he is. And I and I know that guy. I know I had those friends. (laughs) I had the nerd friends who uh, you know grew up there and were kind of bullied for like not uh, getting enough women uh, (laughs) because he's supposed to be a Dominican and you're supposed to be a a, you know a strong yeah hit those Trujillo numbers yeah hit those Trujillo you know and and he talks about and I mean the book is fictional but he has a lot of uh, stuff about the Trujillo regime and it is absolutely brutal. And, you know, he takes over um, and he takes, you know, thousands of mistresses and more and more impactfully, he uh, wipes out much of the upper class. So there is like before that there's you know, there's a, there's a lot of doctors, there's a lot of engineers, there's a lot of, uh, you well, it's know, a very
2: common thing. And it, it, it's very I mean, I use this term, but it, it almost feels like a very uh, like primitive thing. Like you take over and you wipe out anyone who could oppose you. Oh, so anyone like it's very like. Traditionally, you know, uh, in like tribal warfare, when you know, people will take over another tribe and you kill all the men and then you pregnate all the women uh, to it's spread your seed. So it's weird. It's weird that like a modern, you know, this is happening in like the 1930s and 40s and 50s and all that, that this is, you know, essentially what's happening. He's just destroying, you know, all the opposition, pregnating everybody, getting lots of babies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Did he impregnate them, his oh, mistresses?
0: Yeah. I mean, he had. You I know, wonder how many
2: children he had.
0: Oh, it's got to be hundreds. You know, um, it's it's a lot. But uh, I mean, it's weird that that happens, and you know, we see it all the time, even in you know modern societies, even in populist movements where. Uh, you have these guys who try to who really try, try to just you know take over and uh control with by by eliminating the opposition and it's like it's like how is this not how do we keep letting like let this happen how do yeah. how do people not see it and it's just um you know people, you're not pe- you're not really that powerful people aren't powerful like you're in this wave of momentum that's happening
2: yeah and, it's almost like a hysteria um, yeah. and then when <laughs> when the And his power was so great, at least, you know, he had such a tight grip uh, on the military um, that it just became a a situation where people became so afraid to oppose him because he would just kill them. And people were disappearing and mysterious deaths were happening all the time and nobody just knew what to do about that. And if you watch any interviews with him, he's like, his
0: arrogance is just... It, it, it's he's just, yeah, you know, I do what I want, yeah. you know, like, like
2: it's like, and he's killing like not only uh, Dominicans, but also, I mean, we'll, we'll get into him killing Haitians, but also foreign, uh, you know, people, you know, United States citizens, yep. he's killing uh, anyone who he considered to be an enemy. I mean, he had his own uh, Nixon like enemies list, except. Yep. I mean, well, let's give credit to Nixon. He wasn't killing that many people. Yeah. (laughs) He he would, like, do you dirty, but uh, fucking Trujillo is going to... uh take you and have you murdered and eaten by pigs or something
0: yes and uh you know he had camps like you know concentration like camps for uh enemies and some of these you know guys were just people who said the wrong thing at the wrong time or like didn't look at him correctly like Mm -hmm. if you gave him a bad look like you could end up it's just uh it's insane and then you know you're in the and you're one of the people who work for him and you're being told to do all these killings and and you know I'm, i'm I'm sure your moral, uh, literacy isn't super high either, but I mean, that's, you're also under the pressure of, uh, yeah, I'm going to, this will be me and my entire family if I don't do it. So it's like, it's lit- there's nothing, you know, I totally see
2: how that happens and I don't know what, what do you do? It's mean? just amazing to me how long it took, you know, you know, when we, when we think about other or most, you know, pretty, uh, not most, but a lot of brutal dictatorships, uh, they don't last very long because eventually they will rise up or some, a lot of times a a foreign power will intervene. Yes. And the problem is that the, the greatest foreign power in the world, um, the United States, sure. Uh, refuses to intervene, um, for the most part. Uh, Yes. And there are, there are reasons for that and they evolve over time. Um, but the first, you know, kind of our, treatment of them is we kind of had this like good neighbor policy That's what we yep. called it. And as long as they we, were, gave the <laughs> we gave them to guns, we gave them to guns. Um And when we talk about good neighbor policy, what we mean is non-communist. non-communist. So if you're a good non-communist, we'll basically let you do your thing. Even though like, we know what's going on down there. And, 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 and even, even be- like
0: before that, like, you know, like you said, we were in there during world war one. And then after that, we're, we're trying to like get out of stuff. Uh, and the American people are finding out about, you know our operations there and like what do we what the what the hell are we doing there and it's like so and it, i mean we're not ready to go in there and just like you, like today there's plenty of there's plenty of you know countries that could use a like probably could use help uh i well, mean we don't want to what's
2: well, kind of what happens is that we we end up getting involved in these conflicts i mean especially in the 20th century it, you know we get involved in something and then eventually people get tired of it it's so, what you know uh the vietnam was a great example of that yep. and then there's this retraction or after world war one or after um you know world you know after vietnam there's this retraction trying to become more isolationist and even you, know, you can see that today where you know 15 years ago we were pretty gung ho to get in, in afghanistan and iraq and i'd say most people now want to get out of yeah. there very quickly
0: and and that's like in a political affairs or global affairs kind of uh you know debates that's always the thing is like should we you know should we be a big brother to other countries uh you know a lot of people say uh no uh and you know part of me agrees with that part of me is like what like we shouldn't you know be spending a ton of money we shouldn't be going in and and uh because because when we do that it's not like we're doing a perfect job either
2: yeah we're not we're not representing what they want we're we're trying to restore order sure kind of uh where you know we're the you know police you know police of the world or keep the you know the liberal the liberal world order in intact and and going and we we keep the seas safe for for uh for commerce yes. and keep the world safe for democracy uh and when people step out of line we get involved um but oftentimes you know we're not in the end helping the people we're trying um that we're intervening with. You know, exactly. We're, we're not actually representing their interests. We're representing our, our own interests, and that ends up uh, either in them getting upset or us getting in, involved in a mm. long, violent conflict.
0: But at the same time, if you're a person living through this regime, you're like, please help. Yeah, like, someone, please, anyone help. Yeah, please yeah. stop this brutal thing. Anyway, um, so, so Trujillo's in power now. He's renaming everything. He's taking wives. He's taking prisoners. He's killing... Uh, a lot of people, um, and then he just kind of does that for a while. He at one point he says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna step down as we'll follow in the Americans' footsteps and we'll let someone else, uh, you know, take over." Two two term president.
2: Yeah, no, nobody did more than two terms. That that's been you know every American president. <laughs> um, wait a minute. And then, uh, oh, fucking Roosevelt <laughs> and then Roosevelt was like, I'm running for third time. He's like, oh,
0: third
1: time.
2: Hey, right? uh, <laughs> he did
0: it. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get back in there. Go run, get back on that presidential horse. The whole time. It doesn't matter if Trujillo's president or not. He, uh, he's running the th- place.
2: Yeah. And, and a lot of that, I mean, that's very a classic, a classic thing of like, um, having figureheads of state, but you know, whoever really controls the military, uh, will end up controlling, uh, the government, because they're the ones who have the, the true power. Uh, they have the guys with the guns, and that's where the authority ultimately lies and these kind of regimes. And, all yeah, all this time that, you know, this is happening, uh, the United States is largely letting this happen. I mean, Roosevelt uh, has... Um, <clears throat> is aware probably of what's going on. Uh, several U.S. presidents will. But It's not his biggest problem. It's not his biggest as problem. Always. You know, I mean, we have our own. You know, we, we were pretty depressed at the time. We were on some antidepressants. I'm sad. I'm very sad. But then, and then we had our our own. Uh, uh, the the Great World War Two came along, <laughs> and that kind of distracted us from uh, what Trujillo was doing. Um, and then after that, obviously, communism becomes a bigger uh, a bigger fear for the United States. So having a not, a very strong non-communist ally uh, in the area becomes a big factor yes. for the United States. Uh, and then especially after the Cuban Revolution, that will be even more uh, more of a priority for the United States.
0: Um, one other thing, uh, again in, in that book, uh, Brief and Wonderful Life of Oscar Wilde, like they they do uh, several chapters do talk about really just how to. totalitarian um, totalitarian 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 Totalitarian. wow totalitarian uh the regime is we're learning today we're learning today and i think even more than like you know like like say stalin or someone like that where like you know stalin could never control the entirety of you know the russian landmass or the soviet union land i mean it's two like two continents sure exactly so um and other places like that but uh trujillo like really did have uh, ears and eyes everywhere on the entire island.
2: It's, yeah, it's not only is it a small thing, it's a small piece of land, but it's also an island. So where are you going to go? Yeah, where are you going to go? You, you could hide in the mountains and probably starve to death. <laughs>
0: yep. uh, and then the other thing is that that I did learn about the culture there um, was that gifting was a huge, it was a, it had a, hu- a big effect on people. Like there was a, a culture of gifting where it created like a moral economy of reciprocity. It was even more so than sometimes even threats uh, was like Trujillo would gift someone something, give them something and because they couldn't return the gift, they felt indebted to them and it's like I have to do what he says because I owe him he gifted me so he gave me something which, what,
2: what was it like a gift like what a gift
0: you- it could be anything it could be like a, a position or it could be like a job or it could be literally you some, know some nice socks <laughs> it could be something it could be it could be money or uh, land or something like that. There's also a whole thing about uh, the land at some point changed from... It's like it's just the land to like oh now everything is parcelled out yeah, and private ownership. Private <laughs> ownership. <laughs> yeah. So they they you know that happened around this time too, and uh, and that changed a lot of stuff. And you know who owns it and and people felt ripped off and cheated. And then you know well, he was giving it, land back to people that he took from them. And then it's like here's this gift and now you owe me.
2: And it's like well that's a problem that'll often happen in the in the in the wake of a revolution where you're trying to either redistribute the land or privatize the land and then usually it ends up in the hands of a few people mm-hmm. um and i mean obviously it's what happened here um and especially yeah when you have uh, someone who controls everything who can uh, and yeah it's interesting to yeah, doling out land as a uh, political favors so i mean is, is there any like particular examples of, uh, of like guys he would gift like what like how would they like who is he giving these? Just like people in the government, it
0: was, it was everyone. Like not everyone. everyone. Like like he just just all over all over the place. That was just a huge thing he would do. He would just constantly be gift giving
2: gifts. As is this like a cultural thing? Like it a, is it,
0: it is a cultural thing. Like 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 the the one of the books I read was uh, the Dictator's Seduction: Politics and Popular Imagination in the
2: Era of Trujillo, um, and that is by oh man. Again, it is very difficult to find books about Rafael Trujillo yeah. or the Dominican Republic. There's a few written, but most of them were written r- fairly soon after he died. There's been relatively <clears throat> little written about him in the last, um, By Lauren, 10 years uh, or so. Derby.
0: Lauren Derby wrote that. Um, and, uh... Just, I that like that's what it is. It's it's a cultural thing more than anything. Like, for me, if someone and, and, and some of the gifts weren't like so extravagant or whatever, it's um, they give you a, a you know, a nice um, soldier's uniform or something like that, like a, an elegant or what I don't know. Um, but they like you know, for me, it'd be like, like in our culture, it's not as big of a deal, and it's yeah. like you're not going to hold that much power over me for that. But that time it I was, send you a
2: thank you note, yeah,
0: <laughs> it was a. Uh, you know, you like it just reciprocity. Like you, if you owe someone something, that was a a very precarious situation situation to be in. You felt guilt about that. That was a big part of it. So he did that, and then on top of threatening people and killing them, and, uh, putting them, in. <laughs>
2: threatening them. What are you gonna do? Kill me? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <Yes. laughs> exactly. <That's> exactly.
0: <laughs> they talked about in brief. I wonder slice of Oscar wow. Like one of the. I mean. Um, how they killed this one character or, or, or torture this one character who is, uh, it is, it is a fictional story again. Uh, but a lot of this stuff is taken from, uh, examples. Um, but they like would tie a wet, uh, rope to some around someone's head. And then the rope, they would leave him out in the sun. And as the rope would dry, it would like crush their skull. Uh, and it just, uh, and then the guy like became mentally, uh, like, uh, just had crazy brain damage after that. Um,
2: Oh, you you serious? Yeah. You told me this guy's skull got crushed, and has some brain damage. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it sounds awful. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of things like that. I mean, but I think like yeah, w- even when we talk about these horrible tortures, I think just the the thing that must feel the worst about it is just that f- sense of just dread and like just fear, like that's just that per- oh my gosh, pervasive yeah. fear that like must be ingrained in that society because they just uh, like. That could happen to you at any moment,
0: and and also like the fear of like you don't you don't know who to trust, and you don't and you want to, and uh, everyone around you is willing to tell on you, uh,
2: and that, that's always the, when you even in uh, in Haiti um, during the um, uh, Papa Doc's uh, rule over Haiti, which is kind of at the end of the Trujillo regime, but they, that was a huge thing where they were talking about how. People were even afraid to speak out against Papa Doc, even in private, because that the the uh, pervasiveness of the, the the of his influence was just all over to where people well, were just like well that,
0: that I, I brings go. it back to like the gifting thing is like even people who normally would be against Trujillo, uh, if they felt that Trujillo owed them or Trujillo would give them a gift, the one thing that they could often return is be like, well, here's. Uh, I I could could, could, yeah I can give you information on some of your conspirators and not even conspirators it's just like like oh he's he you heard him guy this guy at a bar talking shit about you like that's and that's like just because you want
2: to offer anything to reciprocate I mean Trujillo he's such a He's he's an enigmatic figure, I think, in that, you know, we just I mean, as Americans and I mean, I think most people don't really know much much about him. But I mean, again, just the fact that he's coming from just a very humble, like kind of nondescript background. But he must be just like this super intelligent guy, at least to some degree. Like he he knows how to manipulate people. Man, Man, I want I wonder that there's there's some I mean, obviously, there's something about him that he's able to to cultivate, you know, this. Uh, this sense of loyalty and this, and, and de- so, de- develop power. So
0: the, the, the kind of coming from, coming from a, a humble means was part of the thing. He came like, that was one of the tricks that he oh, did right. was like, I'm a, I'm a man of the people. Yeah. I'm, you know, I've started, I'm one of you. Mm-hmm. And he actually brought a lot of pride, like he, he to be Dominican, like, and that was something that uh, wasn't existing at the time. So that he brought a lot of unity in that regards uh, but it was a, a unity under the disguise of fear.
2: And also you, he was uh, unifying people in, in ways of uh, directing their hatred at other groups of people yes. as well, uh, which is a thing that very common for dictators to do. You do you want to talk about some racism? With, uh, let's uh, talk about some racism. Okay.
0: You want to start? <laughs> you just want to well
2: so i mean just to talk, you about, just talk about personal like your own your
1: racism Joe. <laughs> <in the middle? laughs>
2: all right so he's fucking chinese <laughs> uh no the i mean just to, you know we talked a little about the history of the island so half of the island was controlled by the french and half of the island was controlled by the spanish and then when the french half of the island haiti is over, the overthrown uh the french colonial government's overthrown by the uh, the slave class, so the uh, the black people, uh, and there's a mix of black and mulattoes, and I mean there's a mix of black and mulattoes, and uh, I believe was it mestizo is the word uh, for uh, mixed race people and uh in, De- in the Dominican Republic. I don't remember. I think that's what they they are called. But yeah, so there's people who are mixed race, either <laughs> native, uh, white, uh, you know, Hispa- Hispanic or, or uh, of uh, Af- African origin, and so you know they th- there's an interesting mix of people that are, that, are, that are going on, but I think the uh, the Dominicans, I, I think, often re- resented the the Haitians partially because of the previous occupation of the island. Uh, and so there was a there was always kind of a, at least within the uh, mestizo and mixed mixed races and uh, the white class. There was still a lot of <laughs> uh, racism against black people, Haitians, but just black people in general uh, in the Dominican Republic. Of course, um, and,
0: and and that's that's it was a unifying aspect of it. Sure, right? just
2: uh, and, and, as I mean, racism usually a lot of times is. Uh, yeah, and it's a way you know we can, um, you know, we we're, this
0: we're better because you know, we're, these people
2: are worse. Yeah, we're better because we're at least you know even the poorest whites are like at least we're not black. Yeah, yeah, um, and so yeah, obviously, and then there, there's so much going on obviously in the 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 uh, the sanctions that are that have been going on against Haiti as well as these. Um, uh, violent earthquakes or not earthquakes, earthquakes and um, hurricanes that are affecting the island, mm-hmm. uh, which will change the you know the way. I mean, it's going to affect their lives, uh, obviously, and it's a lot of times uh, the Haitians are going to try to come into the Dominican Republic as refugees. Uh, so there are a lot of Haitians living in the Dominican Republic. So it's it's not just uh, people. I mean, there are black people from Haiti. So they do represent kind of a, a fairly large minority living uh, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, so there, yeah, they, there's this group of people that are you know thought of as foreigners, uh, who uh, the Trujillo regime uh, will try to get uh, the Dominicans to direct their hate towards these people. Yes.
0: Um, And then they'll go on to uh, commit genocide, and they'll kill, you know, all across the border. You know, so obviously uh, the border is very... uh, um porous
2: yeah so it's a mountain the 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 island of Hispaniola. it's a very small island but the middle of the island is very mountainous mm-hmm. uh, it's actually i think it's the largest mountain in the caribbean uh is in the dominican republic um and so the mountainous region was used by you know both sides uh especially during the haitian revolution you know the the haitian rebels would hide in the mountains and they would you know these sl- former slaves are making their homes there but it, it, prev- it You know, it will cause a lot of conflict uh, because of the porousness of the border. So people from Haiti coming over into uh, the Dominican Republic. I mean, so when uh, when does the violence I mean, really the the massacres we're talking about, when does this start to ramp up?
0: 1937, they massacre 19 to 20,000 Haitians living in the Dominican Republic adjacent to Haiti. And this is a brutal massacre. They're, uh, you know, machetes and just going into villages and towns and just slaughtering everyone they see. Um, it was actually, it's really hard— uh, so the BBC reports uh, nineteen to 20,000, but I saw other estimates other places. And just because they said it was so hard to to have an accurate estimate because they would, a lot of them, they just th- uh, threw in the water uh, and were eaten by sharks. And then a lot of the acidic land or they tre- uh, treated some of the um, burial sites with uh, some kind of chemicals or whatever, and they just could not tell how many people. It's They don't have a good count. Um, but, yeah, so
2: tens of thousands yeah, of people.
0: Yeah. Tens of thousands of people. So uh, and
2: and it is happening all over uh the Dominican Republic. There's debates as to whether how much the uh civilian population was involved in the massacres. Is there there there's some that, you know, claim that a lot of Dominican civilians were going in and killing Haitians. Yep. They did one thing I did read was they said that uh in all the bullets that they found in the bodies of Haitians that they were all government issued. So it seemed yes. likely that most of the shooting was done by soldiers. Uh, but again, you know, it, it seemed like there probably, you know, th- there are civilians uh, potentially in, in, involved in the, in, uh, in the killings. But yeah, tens of thousands of uh, black Haitians are being massacred by the Trujillo regime. And what is the pretense for these massacres other than just kind of the general hatred? Was there any kind of inciting incident? So uh,
0: Trujillo said um, in 1937, he gave a speech in and and the whole and this time he was talking to the the Haitian president uh, pretending to be like we're gonna we're gonna make this work um, and I guess a lot of it has to do with just like oh they're on our border side of our border yeah Which, I mean, it's, a,
2: it's a refugee crisis it's a refugee
0: crisis they're trying to you know in, in, in this in the same way today there's still you know uh, Haitian uh, Haiti is a much poorer country and they' uh, people are trying to uh, make money by going to the other side and uh, trying to have some kind of opportunity. And he gave a speech. Trujillo said, for some months I have traveled and traversed the border in every sense of the word. I have seen, investigated, and inquired about the needs of the population to the Dominicans who were complaining of the depredations by Haitians living among them, thefts of cattle, provisions, fruits, etc., and were thus prevented from enjoying in peace, the products of their labor. I have responded. I will fix this. And we have already begun to remedy the situation. 300 Haitians are now dead. In Bianca or Banica, the uh, the remedy will continue. Wow,
2: <laughs> the remedy.
0: <laughs> like ima- I mean, it's not actually that hard to imagine, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but imagine we like, have a lot of examples. Yeah, <laughs> but imagine like just being like, all right, guys, uh, I, you guys were complaining about immigrants. Uh, don't worry, I right, we already killed three thousand. Imagine doing that on TV. Like that's cr- that's insane. Um, so. It's his brutal thing. Um, and if you're wondering why Trujillo sounds like a Guido from New Jersey, it's because it's uh, the only accent I really know how to do. Um, but you nail it, though. So, he, yeah, he, he killed, uh, uh, you know, thousands of people there. Um, and uh, it was really bad. Uh, Trujillo is finally assassinated in 1961 after uh, 31 years of power and what leads to his downfall is that people do start to finally uh, kind of organize and, and, uh, you know, there are pockets, there are rebellious pockets, uh, specifically the, um, the Mirabal sisters. Um, those are, they're, they're famous. There was, they, they weren't the only ones that did this, but they were the most famous because they struck a chord with, um, not, not only with not only the global community, but, but with, uh, the the, the people in the Dominican Republic who at that time had been kind of scared to act out in any way. Um, and, and just fear of, you know, obviously, uh, repercussions, but you know, these were, uh, four sisters, three of them were killed. Not, not, uh, and, uh, they were educated women who spoke out, uh, very powerfully against the the president and they were, uh, assassinated. They were beat, um, to death and then, uh, driven off a cliff. <laughs> Uh, for make, good for good measure to make no to make it look like an accident of course. Oh, okay. hey,
1: these these beat these
0: women uh, these beat women were <laughs> drove off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> wow
2: they, they, they probably get, shouldn't have been driving yeah like they're <laughs> really in bad shape <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe they should have been beating themselves up as they drove off a cliff so um And uh, six months after that happened, uh, he was killed, uh, uh, you know, a a small group of uh, people. um, I don't know. You know, I don't know too much about um, where if they had any kind of help or support from any outside nations. If this was like, you know, some kind of like, you know, Castro kind of like assassination. Oh, by the way, uh, Trujillo like uh, has many. Assassination attempts of other leaders, like he tries oh, to really? kill the Venezuelan, um, guy, and he gets away with killing a lot of other people. Like, in, like his, he like uh, kills, assassinates people in New York and uh, in Cuba, mm-hmm. like powerful people and people who go across him. He's he is a, a straw long reach, um, but then he's finally assassinated on the twenty fifth of November in nineteen sixty. Um, sorry, notice that that was the Mar- Mirabal sisters. They were uh, six months after that uh, he was assassinated. And uh, uh, he was followed chased in a car, uh, him and his driver, and uh, he was uh, the car was shot up. Uh, all the conspir- uh most of the conspirators die,
2: yeah. So, one of the assassins, although they didn't like to be called assassins because they felt like there, there was a, a negative term, um, <laughs> for <laughs> you know, they they felt pretty justified in what they were doing. But they, they the BBC interviewed uh, one of the men who was involved in the shooting of Trujillo, and he, he was alive in 2011, and he, he said he. Uh, they were following him when he was going to see his mistress. So it was only him and his chauffeur and they, they followed the car and they decided to pull in front of his car. He opened fire. Uh, Trujillo and his chauffeur returned fire. Uh, he, the, kind of the, his, his memory of the whole thing. It was a little bit fuzzy, but basically he says, you know, uh, trio tries to run out of the car and then he's wounded. And eventually they shoot him to death in the street. Uh, and then they get the body, they put it in their car and they drive off. Eventually, most of the the conspirators are arrested uh, and, and killed by the police or executed. Uh, he manages to escape, and eventually, uh, he returns and he's con- you know considered a national hero today. He was not in the military at all, he but he's he was uh, kind of given a general's position, so he they could uh, give him a, a pension uh, as retirement. <clears throat> and, and in this time, I mean, you know, Trujillo, you know, there's the United States at different times thinks about removing him uh, and kind of to tie it back to Castro. Um, a, a big part of the reason why they don't at different times is because they, uh, they're afraid of, even if they remove Trujillo, that it would create instability in the country and that would allow a Castro like figure to come along yes. or, or even worse if Castro himself, uh, took over the Island. Uh, but yeah, Castro at different times was also, at, uh, considering invading the Dominican Republic. Yep. Um, so that, that was he
0: was uh, afraid of that. Uh, Trujillo was very afraid
2: of that. Yeah. He uses it as a pretense to actually expand the military yep. and as plans for invasion. But yeah, just his, his reach is, I think is incredible. Uh, one of the other, he, we talked about, he, he killed someone in new york there's a very famous uh case of a guy his name is uh, if I, uh jesus galindez uh i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but he uh was a a, a spanish-born um professor living uh, I, I believe he, he taught law i think in uh, in uh, new york city and he spoke out against the Trujillo regime he was a um spokesperson or someone trying to expose what's going on in there uh and he is captured and um tortured and probably killed by uh or, i mean we we know i think we do know for sure today uh, but he disappeared um and that was just proof that no one anywhere was safe or people were not safe anywhere yeah you know, that he could get you anywhere in the world uh which was you know you, you think even if you get off the dominican republic if you're uh if you're one of his enemies you'd be safe but i mean he can get you pretty much uh wherever he wants i
0: mean he was he was a good friend to have just like you know people like that are uh, who are rich and powerful. Like he showed you a good time. Like if you were a friend of his, he uh, he made you, f- you know, feel like you were uh, important. Um, he gave you a lot of gifts. He, you know, bought you fancy things. He wanted to hang out with movie stars and actors and everything like that. But then if you were if you crossed him, he went to no lengths to um, he did not hold back to, to find you after he was killed, though, they have a democrat Democratically elected government, uh, but then there's a revolt breaks out, and President Johnson, Lyndon Johnson, um, from America, <laughs> not
2: <laughs> not Lyndon <laughs> Johnson,
0: uh, Johnson, yeah, from uh, France. Uh, when he uh, so he sends in uh, troops to go ne- to stop it from becoming another <laughs> a communist country. So even at like so, one America invades. The DR twice in that century. Yeah. And which is all, which is crazy, but it's even crazy. Like they waited, like they're more, we're more afraid of this uh, communist idea taking over there than, you know, a dictator who's, you know, killing 30,000 Haitians, who's, you know, brutalizing people and, and removing all human rights. Uh, so that's when we're like, like Oh well he we can't be communist That's way worse than uh, <laughs> genocide um, So
2: well, One thing I read It was interesting Was his um, So he has a uh, it, the Kind of the details of it Are a little murky And I wasn't able to find the article But his lawyer He had a lawyer in the United States So he had so, like Technically when asked later about it the, His lawyer said he was technically The representative for the Dominican government In the United States uh, But it was Nelson Rockefeller uh, So the grandson of of John D. Rockefeller, and then I believe later the governor of New York was the oh, the lawyer for Rafael Trujillo in the United States. He was on like a something like a twenty thousand dollar retainer. Oh my gosh! Um, and it, it really hurt his political career. So he runs for president yep. later. He he uh, ran as a Republican. He doesn't get the nomination, but he that was used against him that he was the lawyer for this brutal dictator. And and
0: there's one thing to be said about this too. Like you know, like all brutal, um, you know these. These brutal, powerful men, you know, you could talk about Pablo Escobar in Colombia or even, you know, like Stalin or, or Hitler before World War II. You know, they do some good stuff for yeah. the country.
2: Well, yeah. We, he comes to power in the wake of a hurricane. This, this yeah, Right. Right. As he becomes president uh, in, uh, in the early 30s, there's this major hurricane uh, that hits the island. And he again, he is able to be the cleanup of the hurricane. I mean, makes him very popular. And, I mean, he, he does public works projects, and he tries to modernize uh, the Dominican, uh, Dominican society. So, yeah, yeah, it's not like he's... He actually, he was like he did it's a lot like rain and bullets on twenty four seven. He's doing things that you know make him popular, maybe you know, yep. like, in, in some people's eyes. Building
0: like, infrastructure, building uh, education uh, schools and stuff like that, which are you know obviously
2: only teach that Trujillo yeah. is is God on Earth. But, um, but and, he, and he's doing so, and, and he's doing so, and. You know, when they when he becomes a power, he creates a one party state and he requires everyone to basically join the party. So everyone is also, you know, they're giving their money to the government. So uh, you could say, you know, they they do maybe have a sense of, you know, they have some stake in it. You know, we're giving our money to the building of the infrastructure, to the improving of society. It's just only coming, you know, at the expense of, you know all of our friends and family being murdered. <laughs> and
0: I mean, and, and, you know, he used uh, his relationship with the United States as a non-communist, uh, you know, an ally in world war two and, um, an ally who never fought or anything, but an ally. And they, you know, they, they're a founding member of the United nations. He's, you know, positioning himself as, you know, someone who is a, a credible world leader. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he uses that to just kind of try to legitimize his, his reign. um, so after that, uh, there's a couple more after he is killed. Uh, you know, we come in, we do that. Uh, we, we, we try to hold real elections. We try to, uh, force real elections and, uh, it still doesn't really happen. They confu-
2: confuse them. They're like, wait, there's
0: two guys on this ballot yeah. <laughs> and none of them are Rafael Trejo. <laughs> Who do it? I vote for? Yeah. <laughs> this is a trick. Yep. So they, they got confused and no one voted. <laughs> um, but they finally did get some uh, more uh, liberal people in there, and some of the civil rights and uh, human rights uh, start returning. Um, there's still, you know, obviously a lot of uh, a lot of problems, a lot of corruption, um, and let's say a guy, uh, Joaquin Balaguer. Balaguer, uh, he was the last considered the last Trujillo's last puppet president, and. You know, he had been part of that election, but he still he had been part of his regime and he still won, even though he had connections to Trujillo. But I think we it, it,
2: today, I mean, again, you know, when you talk to people like even modern, uh, you know, Dominicans living today, I mean, a lot of them don't really have much of a. I mean, they don't have any memory of it because they weren't alive during that time. Um, so it seems it, it seems, you know, pretty far removed, but really it's only in the last, you know, 20 to 30 years that they've, I think, really recovered from um, not only the Trujillo regime, but, you know, almost continuous occupations from uh, foreign governments.
0: Yep. It is the most uh, fastest growing economy in the Americas, which is which is uh, nice. And and the elections have been getting uh, more more free. Uh, but, you know, obviously, there's still a lot of uh, issues over there and a lot of, you know, uh, controversies that that continue to happen but it is definitely uh it's definitely a better spot that it was before which all started you know due to uh you know civil unrest from bad debts and you know america in occupation in the early part of the century
2: i think i think the dominican republic just in in, in reading about it you know it, it just seems like it, this is a the united states like like, what are all the mistakes we can make in one country? Yeah, and like, what can go wrong? Um, you know, in a in a country again, like a, a colonialized, uh, state, and then all, try to go from tr- them trying to overthrow that that oppression, and then not helping at all, and yep. then when we do help, uh, it's not really in a constructive way. It's and it's in a way that again benefits the United States and uh, not the Dominican people, and and <clears throat> it, it's just a it's again it's. It's, you could see an argument for American intervention, and you can see an argument against American intervention in the Dominican Republic. Because you can see where the times we do intervene, it often makes it worse or it doesn't help the situation. And then uh, in the times that we don't, you know, for 30 years, uh, this guy leads a brutal, oppressive dictatorship and thousands, tens of thousands of people die because of it. So, I mean... It's, it's it's just one of those things that you're like how what what is America's role in the world oh, yeah. um and why can't this little country decide to do what it wants
0: <laughs> yeah i don't that's a, that's a great question and it happens all over i don't know
2: i th- I think i mean it's uh it's something that uh, as the you know as we progress i mean it seems. You know, will we get away from this? You know, we're still involved in several foreign wars. Um, I think it's, it's an issue to this day, American intervention. But for the Dominican Republic, it seems like, you know, they are uh, at least a country on the rise. Again, we, you know, we talked about comparing it with Haiti. Uh, they've fared much better than Haiti has. Uh, they've <coughs> created a much more stable form of government um, and, see again their economy seems to be progressing and uh, liberalizing as a society uh, and again they're not facing the brutal oppressive regimes that they were in the 20th century
0: and hopefully that uh, trend will continue we hope so uh, to all, uh,
2: for all our dominican friends out there
0: <laughs> please uh, email us at um excuse me history at gmail.com uh, if you uh if you have any notes or want us to correct anything we said, which I'm sure there's, there's some stuff there, but uh, the gist of it, I'm sure is that's what we're, we're trying to get across. Um, and we did learn something uh, we brought in our horizons and I hope you guys uh broadened yours. And uh, I have not, I want to go to the Dominican Republic one day. I hear uh, like just uh, looking at pictures, like, you know, just the Island is gorgeous. Like it is a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Um, but uh and
2: and you know we uh we both live in new york and we have a huge dominican population here uh i work with a lot of dominican guys and i think it's it's interesting cuz again you know they're you know we know when we think of uh latino immigrants dominicans are usually not the first pe- group of people that people uh maybe americans think about but they're a huge demographic in the united states yep. uh again you know they fucking destroy us in baseball <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I think, uh, I, you know, this is something I, I think we picked the subject, you know, I, I, I wish there was more written on the Dominican Republic. I, I, I think do, there's I, I, I think there needs to be more of a study of uh, both Trujillo. I mean, there I don't think there's really been a definitive biography written about him. Maybe he's not thought of as as important of a figure. But I mean, I think of in the 20th century, he's. Uh, one of the most, I mean, again, brutal dictators and he, he had such a close relationship to him. I, I think there should be more written about him, but also just about the Dominican Republic in general and, uh, its history. I, I think it's, it's such a fascinating place. And I think, f- you know, for people that have, you know, were occupied for more than three centuries, it's, uh, you know, they are very, uh, a very proud people. I think uh hopefully we can we can learn hope more people will learn more about the different <laughs> kids. <laughs> hey, this is coming up PBS talking. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. uh, and we'll come back to you next time from our studios. <laughs> um and they uh eat some plantains, guys. Oh plantains are delicious. Yeah, have yourself some uh you get
0: some of those uh some unsweet bananas unsweet banana. you gotta cook them don't
2: don't get a plantain and eat them raw
0: nope that will nah. not be good get yourself some yucca oh man if you haven't tried yucca they're like uh it's like the it's like the dessert potato it's still deli- it's actually well sweet potato maybe but it's between <laughs> between regular potato and sweet potato uh it's got
2: a, it's got a i don't know like a waxy like a taste but in a, good, in a good
0: way a semi-sweet potato <laughs>
2: Um all right, Rob. Do you have any closing
0: remarks? Nope. Uh thanks guys for joining us today. Uh if you have any, um, please uh f- you know find us on Facebook and subscribe
2: to our podcast Yep. Wherever you you get your podcasts. Yep. And uh
0: yeah <laughs> and if you have any if you want us to cover anything if you're like hey uh i don't want to watch i don't want to listen to dan carlin because he's uh he's way too smart i want someone a little on my level to to learn something and yeah, then tell we'll, me
2: about it and we're going to give you an episode like hopefully every couple of weeks hopefully every couple weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and but yeah if you have suggestions or corrections or if you want to tell us how stupid and unfunny we are uh please email us and subscribe tell all your friends uh I've been I've been Joe Barton. I've been Rob Rigo. And cool me. History.